Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, August flippin' 3rd, 2020. Oh I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, it's one of those things where we've been in this lockdown now for, I mean, Ugh, darn near ever. close five months. Like, in, in in some ways, it feels like it's been five years. And yep. in other ways, it feels like it's been five days. Yes. Like, it doesn't seem like it was all that long ago that we were talking about potentially shutting down. Mm. And now we're like 10 days away or even less than 10, like a week away from it being five full months. It just boggles yeah. the mind. I had this um, conversation over the weekend where like half of it has dragged and half of it has flown by. And yeah. Ugh. It's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. Incredibly strange. And who knows how many more months we have to go. Ugh, yeah. And your situation in New York is is different than mine here in Florida, but they sure. are similar in a lot of ways. Um, and that we're both feeling the existential dread. Yes, absolutely. You, <laughs> fortunately, have much less of a hurricane threat than I do. That's but, true. That's very true. Uh, but fortunately, Isaiah... Uh, skirted us and turned into a tropical storm and uh, should not be doing that much damage uh, to the coast of Florida. That's, but That's a plus. That, that Florida, is a plus. Florida doesn't need any more damage. Oh, no, we do enough damage to ourselves. That's what um, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the show, I did want to remind everybody that over the weekend, we had a huge uh, mm. this week on Broadway. Uh, the uh, We teased it a little bit last week. Yeah, James sent out some stuff. You talked about it. Uh, but Raul Esparza rejoined this week on Broadway. He's been a guest uh, m- at least once or twice before on this week on Broadway, dating back mm-hmm. to like 2015. Um, but it was kind of a cool thing because, uh, you know, occasional panelist Jenna Tessa Fox, she showed up in the chat for, with Patreon and James brought her in. So it was a big old family group chat. With Jenna Tessa Fox, Peter Felicia, Michael Fortantier, James Marino, and Raul Esparza. What was supposed to be was, a 15 minute interview? <laughs> it was long. It was long. It was a very it good was interview. an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and you, I mean, your love for Raul is, is well chronicled. I was going to so say, I was going to say, I was worried if I, because I considered showing up in the chat, but I knew. It, very likely the same case would happen is that I would be pulled into the conversation and I am not particularly ment- mentally prepared for that on a Sunday morning <laughs> or to, to on an ordinary lay your Sunday. feelings on an yeah. ordinary Sunday. Very exactly. good. Um, letting all of your feelings for Raul, Raul uh, laying them bare on a, a Sunday morning. I am professional. I only talk about Raul unprofessionally in text with you. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. We'll after, about that. after seared. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was lots of that. So um, we're going to talk about some inappropriate things here later in the show. But before we do, if you would like to be involved in these This Week on Broadway chats via Patreon and be able to listen into shows while they're being recorded and potentially ask questions of the panelists and potential guests, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. And unfortunately, we have some sad news that we learned on Friday as British screenwriter and film director Sir Alan Parker passed away at the age of 76 following a lengthy illness. The two-time Oscar nominee directed numerous films, including Midnight Express, Angela's Ashes, The Life of David Gale, which I think my brother really liked, I think. Mm. Um, But there was a handful of films that touch in the musical theater world, some more than others. Uh, The Commitments, which is about, I believe, an Irish 
uh, soul band. Then there's the original film of fame, which obviously, and then he mm-hmm. also uh, directed the screen adaptation of Avita. Now, I would have done some different casting for well, Avita. Uh, it's up to me, and I still don't understand the need for "You Must Love Me." Um, although I get it for it was for Oscar consideration. I was gonna say, yeah, exactly. It was it, that was the reason, the one and only reason. But th- what I don't understand about it is, is why did it have to be put into the stage show? I've seen Avita mm-hmm. three or four times yeah. in recent years, and it they put it in. It's unnecessary. It 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 it's not necessary. Um, but besides that, um, he did have a a marvelous career and. Madonna is a very interesting uh, trivia fact in the, in the point that she sang both of the songs that earned Andrew Lloyd Webber and Stephen Sondheim their Oscars. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So anyway, that's uh, the connecting. <laughs> yes. The only connection between Sondheim Correct. and Andrew Lloyd Webber um, is Madonna. <laughs> yeah. But uh, our thoughts are with uh, Sir Alan Parker's friends, family and fans. Mm-hmm. Now, Ashley, uh, for a not so subtly planned transition, we're going to talk about Andrew Lloyd Webber because over the weekend he sent out a tweet that had a little like a minute and a half long video looking at what the team behind his upcoming musical adaptation of Cinderella has been doing during the lockdown. It includes some footage of some recording studio work before the lockdowns happened, but it also showed a lot of like Zoom meetings and some isolated recording sessions that have happened since. It also gave us um, kind of like a first listen. Um, Actually, I think part of the song had been released uh, before, but it gave us a listen to one of the songs that Carrie Fletcher sings in it. And Ashley, I know that I am more of the Andrew Lloyd Webber fan between the Mm -hmm. two of us. But I must say that the song from this video is absolutely unmemorable and completely bland and, and really bad, except for like the three seconds where Andrew steals, I mean, borrows part of the melody from In My Own Little Corner from ah, Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yeah, I was Cinderella. about to ask because I haven't seen the video. I was about to ask if that was the song because, yes, yes. it was It was used in, I think, like their announcement video before. Um, and I was like, hmm, that's, that sounds like a familiar melody. What and, else? And like, yeah, and I'm fine when, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, references things in Hamilton what sure. I'm not saying when you do Lloyd Webber, Lloyd Webber does it because he is someone who is known for stealing melodies. He's got uh, a very long Wikipedia entry on that very topic. <laughs> yeah, generally they are more from uh, classical artists sure, rather than uh, sure. fellow musical theater artists. But I do feel like doing a small snippet of a different version of Cinderella, that's fine. I don't actually mind that. But mm. it is kind of a bad look when you are known to steal melodies liberally. Now, yeah. all of those other ones are in the public domain. So technically he could feel away. But Very true. Nonetheless. And he will. Don't don't get him wrong. He's doing it as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not yeah. as we speak, because we're recording when it's like three in the morning in London. But you know. That's, when he yeah. wakes up, he'll be stealing those. Yeah. Uh you said it, not me. But all right. <laughs> so going from Andy Lloyd Webber to Stephen Sondheim, tangentially at oh, least. Much better, thanks. Um, late last week, Allure magazine posted a really cool, like 18, 19 minute video with the Broadway star of West Side Story, Shireen Pimentel, who walked the magazine through her daily routine from classes at Juilliard, where she is still a student, um, into rehearsals for West Side Story. They also talk about 
her skincare because it's a lore magazine um, and all that stuff. But it is uh, very, very cool. I am uh, a big fan of Shireen's uh, from the videos I saw before, like when she was cast for West Side Story. And I'm going to talk about something else she did over the weekend here in a few minutes. But it was a very cool video. Uh, They had some pictures and stuff from West Side, some videos of rehearsal. And we both talked to death about our feelings mm-hmm. about this uh revival which well, neither of us has seen or or likely will see probably but, ever will yeah uh, but uh i i do like her and i think she's incredibly talented she and it's not just the juilliard soprano factor but she gives me some fairly strong audra vibes uh, oh, as well. so, that's so a good comparison that. yeah yeah yeah. Um, and then the final recommendation I have is not something that I watched over the weekend because I was doing something I'm going to talk about here in a minute. But if you are thirsty, we will have a link in the yes. show notes to Broadway Bears Zoom. In. You rang. <laughs> um, as we've talked about before, the annual uh, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS uh, Broadway Bears strip tease fundraiser was canceled for obvious reasons. But Jerry Mitchell and crew decided to do a Zoomed uh, version where they did some original performances and also some highlights from the 29 previous uh, versions because this was technically the 30th anniversary celebration. Um, I have not watched it yet, but I can guarantee that there will be people in very little clothing and this is not something you want to watch with children. Mm, as long as they have masks on. Well, <laughs> a lot of it, is, <laughs> like I said, videos from previous versions, they will not have masks. Yeah. I would masks on. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> Gotta stay that safe. might be the only thing they have on. Uh, exactly. But yes, yeah, so you can watch that. It is on YouTube. Um, I don't know how long it will be available. So if you want to watch it, um, head over and get that now. All right. So those were recommendations. Here are my reviews for a few things that I did over the weekend. Ashley, I, of course, like many people, and I know you talked about it last week, was going to be uh, one of the folks watching the Old Vic in-camera production of yeah. Three with hot priest um Hmm. um um, what is his name andrew Andrew scott Scott. yeah Yeah. okay i always get him and who's the guy from um adam scott Scott from parks and rec and i can can always just can't decide if i want to say adam or andrew but anyway (laughs) they're both they're both good scots yes they're they're great scots great oh well done Ah. uh, I Andrew Scott, I loved because he also played Moriarty on uh, yes, on Sherlock. Very so well anyway, too. so that got canceled because he was in the hospital. Hopefully, um, I think it's supposed to happen this next weekend. Um, they're going to redo it. But mm-hmm. uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But instead, I only had two shows on Saturday instead of three. The first one was a the latest addition to play per view. And it was actually a very interesting thing. Because they did it at five o'clock and I was like, oh, my God, is this going to be like three hours. But it wasn't. It was less than two hours. It was the team's Rosa Velvis. Um, and oh, it featured right. the original cast of Libby King and Kristen Sai and the director and co-writer Rachel Chavkin provided the stage directions. Um I knew very little about this other than the fact that it involved Elvis and Teddy Roosevelt going yeah. on a road trip together, but it, it's a lot more than that. And it was fascinating. They used a lot of video only not nearly as much as they did in the original production, obviously, because this was done in their own homes via zoom. But I was super impressed with it. I, um, I've seen one or two other things by the team, including one I did a tell me more on uh, last year, but um, their stuff is just so interesting and and complex. And they also um, Rachel did a mea culpa at the beginning and talking about when they did this show back in the I think 2013 
they admit mm. they did not do a good enough job of diversifying their writing team because a lot of the things that they talk about in the show and especially its settings take place on native lands, um, mm. things where American Indians were, and they did not do a good enough job about um, having that representation on the team. So she apologized for that and talked about the team's commitments to diversifying their work and their staffs and their teams and all that and their uh, and their creative teams and stuff like that. So that was really nice. But it's a super interesting show. It's a two person, two woman show. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I just wished that I had seen this on stage. I don't know if many, many other companies can do this because of all of the intricateness of the video, because it actually was shot uh, in South Dakota and in the Badlands and at Graceland and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know how many other oh, wow. companies would be able to do that, but I would love to see a production of this. Adam Feldman had actually said that it was one of his top 10 shows of 2013 uh, uh, when it was done, you know, on stage at oh, Bushwick star. But, wow. um, but what's cool about this is it is available um, for the next uh, through what is it? Six. So through Thursday, you can still purchase a ticket to watch Rosa Velvis at play dash purview.com. So highly recommend that after that, about an hour after that, I tuned into Broadway whodunit.com, which had a zoom murder mystery. This is from the mind of Broadway wonderkind Andrew Barth Feldman. He collected a ton of his regular folks that he's either been in shows with, did the Jimmy Awards with, or have been a part of some of his concerts. Um, a number of these people I saw in yeah. his Star Wars concert at 54 Below. Uh, but it was Andrew Barth Feldman, Alex Boniello, Shireen Pimentel, uh, Gatton Matarazzo, uh, Samantha Williams, Renee Ramp, Will Roland, and Antonio Cipriano. Um, and it was basically you showed up. In a, in, on their website, and they had four different Zoom rooms. One was the lounge, one was the pool house, one was the kitchen, one was the dining room. And you followed different characters around those rooms as they talked. And, and there, obviously, there was a murder at one point in the festivities. And what was sure. interesting is, is that other than who their characters were, the actors, and I think probably who dies – but the actors didn't know anything else. At the same time, they opened envelopes and found out some information that they had to convey to other members of the cast. So they had to figure out ways to get into rooms with those people and information. It was super fun. And it was great about it was, is it was almost all improv. And there were some things that came up that became storylines and looked like clues that we found out afterwards was not scripted. And someone in the case I'm thinking of Antonio Cipriano just made up and it was like a red herring that he didn't really mean to make a red herring. It was just funny. Mm. Uh, it was so much fun. It was like that chaotic energy. That's just so much fun. And these are all mostly young, you know, kids, you know, teenagers in their early twenties. There's a couple in their thirties, but you know, it was just fun and they're going to be doing this more often. Um, they're going to be doing another one. And what's fun about it is, is they give you a website, with the evidence so you can see it afterwards and like, and then they give you a chance to vote on who you think did it. Um, this is I, a really clever idea to do right now during quarantine and everything. Yeah. And Andrew Barth thought has been doing that. What was What is that? The Jackbox thing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm super impressed with him. Uh, and everybody was just, uh, was just fun. Like it was, no one really had any idea what they were doing. Some of them were drinking fairly liberally. Um, 
but you know, it was, it was just a, a really fun thing. I took notes and still got it wrong. Oh, jeez! Uh, but I took the red herring. I took, there was one, mm. not the Antonio Cipriano one, but like, I don't want to spoil it, but I got who did it right. But I didn't get who did it right, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't. But I like it anyway. <laughs> anyway, so you know, keep I, your eye out. Yeah, keep your eye out. They're going to do this again. Uh, but I would recommend it. It's just fun, silly, stupid. Yeah. We can all use that. I like it because, ironically, I like it because it's immersive and interactive. When usually I hate that in live theater. So what a twist. Yeah, it's interactive in That's the, the real that- twist. You get to like choose your own adventure, but you're not involved. Like you vote, but they're not going to like right, sure, win or talk directly to you, which makes me uncomfortable. Sure, oh yeah, that's very fair. <laughs> no, no Cirque du Soleil for you. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil is fine as long as I'm sitting in the back. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. So, uh, play per view: Rosa Velvis and Andrew Barth Feldman's Broadway Who Done It. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, folks, we're going to have some interviews this week. Alicia will be joining us again at some point. So we'll talk to you when we talk to you. True. Don't exactly know when that will be. But have a wonderful Monday, and we will be back in your ear holes on Tuesday. (laughs) 